Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rainbow Word of Faith, the Word Church. I've been out of state for, uh, seems like about a month, pretty close to it. Uh, So this is a new show for us today. Things happened while I was gone that we weren't able to talk about. And so we are going to be talking about some things today. Maybe you'll go, well, that's old news. That happened a week ago. That happened two weeks ago. But there are just some things that have happened that we want to talk about today, and one of them being the shooting at the church in South Carolina. I know that everybody's heard about it. I know that every, you know, you've seen it on the news. You said, man, I'm sick of hearing about that. But we want to talk about this in terms of not what he did or why he did it, but we want to talk about it in terms of the response of the victims and the victims' families, and that response being love. All kinds of things happen to us in life that we don't understand. We may never understand in this life. People get sick that we know. We get sick. We get hurt. You lose your job. All kinds of things happen that maybe we don't understand. You see a tragedy like this that happened in South Carolina. You say, man, I don't understand that. How could somebody get to the place where they just hate other people, regardless of race, where they just hate other people so much that they would be willing to do that? And we say, man, I don't, I just don't understand how that could be. So things happen that we don't understand. The question is then, what is the response that we are to have when things happen? And one of those, and in fact, I think the only response that we can have is faith. To respond in faith, to respond to God's word and our faith in him. Amen. So what does God say that we are to do in a situation where something like that happens? We're to love. Now, our human nature is not to love. That's not our first response. And whenever I see anything like this, and I see these families saying, we forgive you, I got to tell you, I sometimes think to myself, I hope I could do that if that ever happened, because I know that my first response, if somebody were to shoot one of my daughters or my wife, would probably not be, I forgive you. Because the only way we can do that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our human nature is not to do that. Our human nature is the one to get even. Our human nature is the one to get vengeance. Our human nature is is a completely different thing than being able to tell somebody, I forgive you. And so as I saw those families doing that, I was so impressed with their faith, but then it also made me feel good because... It was such a witness to the world that in the face of hatred, love wins out. And that's the way God calls us to be, is to show love, to love our enemies, to pray for those that despitefully use us, that in the face of this kind of evil, in the face of this kind of hatred, in the face of this kind of thing, to say, I love you. I forgive you. 
Now, you may not in your whole life ever have this happen to you, and I pray and hope for you that you never do. But you know what? Sometimes that enemy is that person in the house with us that we live with. They say something we don't like. And our human nature is to say something back. Mention their mama. Mention uh, somebody else in their family. And next thing you know, you're in the second round of a 15-rounder. And when the fight's over, nobody can really remember how it started. We are to respond in love. So the next time somebody you live with, sometime, next time somebody you work with or that you're at the store with says or does something you don't like, don't respond to the human nature. Respond with the spirit and respond in love. And end the situation. Just respond in love. To Just say, I'm not... I'm not going to do tit for tat. I'm not going to seek vengeance. I'm not going to seek my way. I'm going to forgive. Now, does that mean that this guy should get off? Wow, the family's all forgave him, so he should get off. No, that's not the way it works. You can be forgiven, and then there's still the punishment for the crime that you committed. But we as Christians, how are we to respond? Whether it's something as tragic as this or something much closer to home, how are we to respond to evil? How are we to respond to people who sin against us? The way we are to respond is to love. Well, I'm going to say this. I got a lot of revelation just as you were speaking. A lot of scriptures was going off in my head. And again, God, scripture says in the beginning was the word. God wants us to look unto his word as the author and the finisher of our faith. And again, these ones, these brothers and sisters in South Carolina, they just did the word. Yes, they did it on a, a higher level or degree than we have ever, but we don't know what our listeners out there have been, gone through and who they've forgiven. But, but that's who we are as our new nature. And again, if we're studying the word of God, if the word of God really, the word of Christ, what it says in Colossians, really does dwell in our hearts, if our fate's really on fire, will respond the way the book, the Bible, Jesus, Father God commanded us to respond in any situation. And that's why what it means to be filled with the Spirit. When you, whatever in you is going to come out, especially during times of, of pressure. Well, pressure was on that congregation in South Carolina, and we see what came out of them. The, the truth, the word of Christ, which dwelt richly in them, came out. Right. We it, saw their faith in action. Yeah, that, that's the faith in action. And that's, and now we can break it down to smaller levels. That was in there. That was a great level. That was what Jesus would refer to as great faith because they demonstrated it. And we could say, I love you. Jesus said, how the Bible says in First John, nobody has ever seen God at any time. Then he goes on to say, how can you say you love God whom you're not seeing? yet you hate another person who you do see. Then he say, well, you're lying, and the truth is not in you. Then he goes on further to say, if you hate another, you're a murderer. God calls a hater, someone that hates somebody else, a murderer. And, and just to segue into, I like to get to the root of things, because and, 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 Scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, meaning people aren't our problems. We know the God of this world, the devil, he influences people to do his will. Well, God wants to influence his people of all or all people to do his will. And he gave us his will and his word. So look what he says here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse uh, 15. 
in uh, my subtitle, I've got have the New King James version. It says, renew your spiritual vitality. And I'm going to pick it up uh, at verse 12, Hebrews 12, 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. So that's what happens. We allow that seed, and words are seed as well, of bitterness to grow up in us, and when it becomes full-blown, we get things like what happened in South Carolina within that individual. Satan's, he's reinforcing that thought, that belief, that, that suggestion. And it can happen, like you said, with the spouse, a husband and a wife, round 15. And just about a year or so ago, here in our area, husband and wife was arguing. The husband pulled out a gun and killed the wife. Same, same situation. Right. That was just one-on-one. -on -one. So, uh, but that didn't just happen just like that. It was a seed planted a long time ago. It then grew up and became full-blown and manifested to go get the gun and do that. Because I think years later they took those vows that I'm going to love and honor and protect and keep you. Okay, well, what happened from the wedding day to that day? So, you know, we can look at this, you know, little things in our life as a rep related to forgiveness or, or, or big things. And still... God's children, God's people, we still have to respond like the word instructs us to respond. And that's out of love, because God is love. And that's what love does. It, it doesn't hold wrongs. It goes ahead and quickly forgive. Because here's the deal, Richard. If you don't quickly forgive, now you allow the seed to get planted, the seed of bitterness. And, and Satan, that's the seed he manufactures, bitterness, because that ain't a fruit of the spirit. Right. That's a work of the flesh when it comes to the devil. So he says... Don't even let it start to grow in your garden, in your spirit, in your heart. Go ahead and, and root it out with the quickness. And that's what they did in South Carolina. As soon as that seed tried to get planted, within 24 hours, they was uprooting that bad boy. Because we know an enemy, he likes to plant those seeds. Oh, yeah. So that's why we do a broadcast like this, Faith on Fire, to encourage you. Again, our whole scripture reference for this broadcast is that you not just be a hearer only of the word, but a doer. Somebody asked me up when I was up in Alaska right after this happened. They said, how come you don't think there were the protests in South Carolina that we saw in other places? I said, I think more than anything else is because of the response of the victims' families. Right. They called for love. They called for peace. They called for forgiveness. They didn't stand up and say, hey, we got to get these people or get this guy and not or only get that, anyone They're else. the ones who are called by the name of the Lord. Right. We're called to a higher standard. We can't be out there when something happened to us. Okay, we're rioting. Forget all of this. No, we have to do the word. Right. Do the and it's through the, the power Lord. of the Holy Spirit we're able to do that. <laughs> That's what I mean. Right I was so impressed with the people of that church. They had been hearing the Bible and not just hearing it. They actually believed right. it. Right. And like you said, without the power, the Holy Spirit can't be done. In Acts it said, then you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit. Power to do what? Power to do what he's called you to do. Right. To forgive, to love, to overcome evil with good. That's what, he, that's what the Holy Spirit purpose is for. Really, to bring all things to your remembrance, to be your power source, to boldly declare and do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Because greater is he that's in you 
you know, on your own. You, you're right. If they wasn't saved, filled with the Spirit, it would have went a whole different. It probably would have been rioting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually believe that because you know all they'd have to do is stand up and start talking about how they were put upon or right, whatever right, right, and right. how terrible it was. But the fact that they responded the way they did, they responded with forgiveness. It just took the whole situation and diffused it mm-hmm. in, in in a way well, that you, know you couldn't and, in any and other we way. We as Christians, we're called to do that in any and every situation. Right. We're to be peacemakers, right. not just in South Carolina, right. but in your own home. Right. And, you know, with on your Facebook. friends, on Facebook, with, in your family, yeah, in our community. You know, so we talked about that before we came car. on the air. You know, about Facebook and. And I'll let you tell it about how you have friends on there that they're more beholden to a political party or a political system sometimes than they are to the Lord. Yeah, they have more allegiance to their denomination. We got Christians have more allegiance to their denomination, their political party, than the kingdom of God. Again, when you're sold out and have allegiance to the kingdom of God, you do things like they did in South Carolina. You go ahead and forgive quick. You don't hold on to bitterness. You don't allow it to grow up. You go ahead and you don't delete a person or unfriend them because they don't agree with you. We're still brothers in Christ. We Jesus is that glue. Pastor talked about yesterday at a, at a prayer meeting we were at concerning Charleston, Carolina. Pastor from the AME Church here in Chico, he focused on Psalm 33. Scripture says how good and pleasant it is for God's people to dwell together in unity. He said it's like the the uh, a sweet smelling aroma that 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 poured down of oil that poured down from Aaron's beard and just flowed down. He said that's what I, I want to be the glue, the adhesive that keeps you guys together. And again, sweet smelling. He didn't say sour tasting, bitterness, but that's what unity does. And God wants us to be unified like that. Unify it to his word. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately, too many churches split up over things and disagree about things that aren't that pertinent. You, you know, I my daughters are older now. They're in their 30s. When they were little, you'd be in the other room and you'd hear them arguing about something. And you'd hear them arguing about it and you'd be thinking, you know what, it doesn't matter which one of you is right about this. What you guys are arguing about doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's right. And you know what? I think God hears us a lot, and he goes, it doesn't matter. He wants to scream, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter which one of you is right. Paul said that in the book 1 Corinthians about is Christ divided? He said, you guys saying you're of somebody's doctrine and and this and that, and -and so-and-so baptized you. He he summed it up. He said, is Christ divided? Right. He said, you're acting like Did Apollo Christian. save you? Did Peter save you? Did I save right. you? <laughs> Jesus he's, saved right. you. Right. That's what he's saying. So, and again I, again, I see it on Facebook a lot of times, just dishonor and disrespect. And again, the scriptures, and I just copy and paste the scripture of what the word says do. He says, honor one another and us dwell together in unity and live peaceably with all people. And we, church, we have to just, I said it yesterday at the at the meeting I was at last night, how I think we'll manifest a lot of God's promises and blessings in our lives if we go ahead and do what he said in the word. I believe it'll just overtake us. Those blessings, were over, if we just go ahead and be obedient children and just go ahead and do what he says. But no, we keep leaning towards the flesh. We're right, doing we got to do it we our feel. own way a little right, bit. Right, that's the know? flesh. <laughs> that's why the scripture says walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
And he tells us what the works of the flesh is over in Galatians when he tells us what the fruit of the Spirit are. We're supposed to be, and the first fruit is love, peace, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering. We should be that always. Yes, always. And if we get off that track, go ahead and make the correction real quickness. Don't, 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 don't stay on that road. Get back, get off that wide road. Get back on that narrow road, which is grace. And, and that's God so loving and merciful. He allows that because he, you know, he's given us an advocate with the Father. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for us and saying, okay, they're back on the right track. So God wants to bless his people, but he ain't going to continue to bless a mess. If you, we want to stay out of order, we want to do things our way instead of his way. And his way is forgiven off top. And that's with anything. Again, South Carolina was what we would see as major. But we have an example. The scripture says, Jesus gave us an example that we should follow. He's on the cross being crucified, which uh, equated to capital punishment. What did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He, he, asked, he extended forgiveness. He asked his whole heavenly father, God, to forgive the ones who were crucifying him. Again, Scripture says in 1 Peter, he's given us an example that we should follow. I tell people all the time, Jesus is our role model. He's the sample son. Whatever he in the scripture says in 1 John, as he is, so are we in this world. Yeah, we're supposed to be. See, he, we forget that, though. Yeah, well, you can't forget that. See, we, you listen but I mean, to shows we forget, like this. We forget so, that oh, yeah. and think, well, yeah, that's Jesus. That, that, that's, 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 that's Jesus. What he no, can, we're he part can of do his that. body. We're the body you know, of Christ. And, and it goes back to what you said earlier. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. Right. Well, because we are just dust. We are. We do have a human and Jesus nature. Jesus said, if I go away, I'm going to leave you a helper, a comforter called the Holy Spirit. Right. See, he knew, the Bible says, he knows who we are. He knows we are but dust. And because he knows who we are, he knows our human nature, he sends the Holy Spirit to us that we now can live according to the Spirit, not according to our own sinful nature. It's really that simple. And again, I tell people all the time, now, you have to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit lives in you. And I do this every morning since I got a revelation of the Holy Spirit dwells in me and he's not an it, he's a person. I greet him every morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And, I, you know, I take things a little too far, but it's all good. Then I say, good morning, Heavenly Father. And, you know, I take things too far. Then I say, good morning, Jesus. Well, I, I want to acknowledge him in all my ways. Why not? I'm sleeping with the Holy Spirit's spirit. I'm, I get up and say good morning. I want to acknowledge you. And so that keeps me mindful that the greater one lives inside of me. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remember our favorite scripture over here on Faith and Fire. We got a lot of them. But, but we, got, we got a lot of them. And that's one of them. The other one is Christ in me. The hope, the hope of glory. glory. That's his Holy well, see, Spirit. That, that, that is it. That's, that's the hope it. of glory. Is we have Christ in us. Without right. Christ in us. People think Christ is a really important part of Christianity. No, he is. Christianity. Christianity. Without Christ, you don't have anything. Right, right, right. The greater one. And Jesus came, again, I get on political people, allegiance, having allegiance to political parties. Our political party is the kingdom of God, which is the kingdom from heaven. That's the kingdom Jesus said he came to establish and set up. And he said, no, you ain't going to be able to say, look here, look there. He said, it's inside of you, which the revelation was Christ in you, the hope of glory. The kingdom, the whole kingdom is inside of us. Our allegiance is to that kingdom. That's the kingdom we're supposed to advance. And if we stay focused on advancing that kingdom, we won't be deceived by political parties on both sides. I tell people, I got a revelation of D.C., demonic community. 
Washington, D.C. Yeah, hey, write me some letters. Deny me. Give me. <laughs> and, and, and once you go to that region, and Jesus showed me this. He said, when he remember when Jesus cast the pigs out of, uh, the devils out of the pigs, out of the man. He said, the, the demon says, let us go to another region. Let us go to another region. Jesus said, no, I'm going to put you in the pigs. But they was like, because the demons are territorial. The District of Columbia. Yeah, Washington, D.C. So once you get there, I'm serious. That's why we got to pray for Washington. Once you get there, I don't care how noble your intentions are. It, it's, it's more of them. <laughs> Remember, we are legion. We are many. So those spirits come to influence you as soon as you get there. They've been there for so long. That's their, they have a stronghold on D.C. Right. Well, you know, a lot of our listeners probably think we're kind of radical and no. a little kooky and stuff like that every now and then. I'm the election's coming pray. up next year in November, right? So all, for, starting here another couple months is going to be even worse. There must only be like three Republicans that aren't running for president. And so the that's going to get heated up. The Democratic nomination's going to get heated up. And then, man, starting next summer, you're going to have just full-bore, nonstop, 24-7. And Christians going to be fighting against each other. Right. That's, that's, what, that's, that's the deception of the enemy. See, right is that the enemy is going to convince us all next year we have to not get along. And, it, and it'll, there'll be Christians in churches, the same church building, right. who will be fighting stuff. about politics. There'll be people in different church buildings Fighting different denominations, fighting different colors, fighting different because races, see, fighting. And I mean, it's just here's the deal because we don't have a revelation that Jesus is our king forever and ever and ever. Amen. See, I tell people all the time, I never talk politics from the pulpit ever. I never tell them how they should talk the kingdom. I never talk any of that stuff from the pulpit <laughs> because we have Christians in our church and we have Republicans in our church and we're united. By something much more important than who wins an office right, right, in this right, country. Right. Well, we, we do too. And again, I, I I exercise my right as an American citizen to oh, vote. Oh, I vote, but I don't and, tell anybody and, else. But, but how no, to. no, me either. And, and I vote both ways. You can say I'm a switch hitter. I done went both ways. I have, but again, but I, I don't see politicians as my source. And that's where God wants us to have more. He wants us to rely on the kingdom more and more. See him, Jesus, as our source, not people. Because we see people are going to let you down every time. But God says, Jesus, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's always on the throne, and we can always petition heaven. Scripture says in First Peter, he's made us partakers of his divine nature. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Remember, knock, ask what you want. He said, come to daddy and ask me. Don't think, I tell you, people putting their trust in politicians thinking they're going to well, they make it the, easier for the government. Well, well, other people putting who don't know God, that's what they're supposed to do. But the scripture says, those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. We see God, Jesus, the Bible says, his precious blood paid for us. You notice that Jesus didn't run for any political office? He, he didn't have to. He, he was on the throne. He didn't any political office. He didn't have to. He didn't to. tell anybody how they ought to vote. He, and he didn't come against the Roman government. He came against the religious people constantly. Them the same ones that had him crucified. He never said nothing against the Roman government. He said, well, render unto Caesars what is Caesars. He said stuff like that. And now look where we are as the American church. We're all into politics. And Jesus didn't ever even... He never even brought it up. And and at the time, the Jewish people were under Roman occupation. Right. 
And Jesus still, and, and that's what Peter them thought he was coming to overthrow the Roman government. Right. I mean, the the average person thought that's what he's. No. He's gonna get rid of these guys. He's gonna set us back up. We're gonna be just as he great said, as we used to be under Solomon. He said, "I'm coming to establish a new kingdom. It's gonna be inside of you." That you said you can't see. It ain't gonna be here, there. You ain't gonna look. Oh no, it's inside of you. And this, and the revelation of Christ is in you now. God said, "I'm gonna set up a kingdom inside of you. Would you let me in?" Remember, we talk about. That story about that church, that guy say, you know, they wouldn't let him in because the way he was dressed. And he went to talk to the Lord. Yeah, every time I go to that church building, that that blah, 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 that community church of God, I'm just playing. That community, <laughs> that rainbow word of faith, they wouldn't let me in. He went to talk to the Lord about that, and Jesus said, yeah, I've been trying to get in too. They won't let me in. <laughs> so, But the revelation is Christ in us, the hopeful glory. So he wants us to, that's what the Holy Spirit, he's going to reveal deep things to you. So... He's going to reveal to you God is your only source now. Rely on, remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs 3, 5. He didn't say trust in the politicians with all your trust heart. Trust in the government. Yeah, he didn't trust say that. Social Security. He didn't say that. He trust said in trust the in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him. See, in I think all your ways. In some ways, being rich as a country has helped turn us away from God because we have all these social institutions that we can put our faith in if we so desire. Right. People, they, they put their faith in Social Security. They put their faith in the military. They put their faith they in... They say stuff like this. They ain't send me my check. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't owe you a check. Well, as Christians, again, we're in this world, but not of this world. Once you get saved, the Bible says in Colossians, you're now transferred or conveyed over into the kingdom of God. You came out of the kingdom of darkness, which is this world system, which is everybody gets birthed into. Now you're in the kingdom of God. Now you got to look to that king as your source. And that king is Jesus. He rules on the throne forever and ever and ever. And that's the revelation the church got to get and stop being deceived by Satan to think, it's this, it's the white people, my problem. It's the black people, my problem. It's the Mexicans, it's the Indians. The devil always makes us think, yeah, it's flesh all and blood. Flesh and blood is the problem. It's my no. wife. It's, it's it's that other dude in church. If that dude would just quit coming to our church, our church would just it is. It's always somebody. It, it's the president now. It's this. It's the Congress. No, it's the devil. He works in and through people. And your job as a Christian, a spirit-filled, believing Christian, is to pray for people. And I tell people this. You don't like the president? The Bible says pray for him. And I tell people this all the time. Pray that they fall in love with Jesus. Just pray that. Lord, I pray that he falls in love with you. Because that's what God's desire is. Because the scriptures say he desires that no man should perish. He desires that everybody come into the knowledge of the truth. And Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. So I'm going to keep praying for my enemies. Amen. That they fall in love with Jesus. And speaking of falling in love with Jesus, we're out of time. But we're definitely not out of word or faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.